This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. That's right, everyone. TheChairShot.com, where we remind you to always use your head. Hello, everyone. This is your good friend, Patrick O'Dowd, back after a two-week hiatus. You heard me yesterday on Bandwagon Nerds. You're hearing me today on an edition of Musical Chairs. Dave, I said it yesterday. I'm going to say it again. I'm, I'm, I'm rested. I'm relaxed. I've played a ton of Baldur's Gate 3 on the PlayStation 5. My God, that game is great. If you've ever played the Divinity Original Sin games, it's the same game and format, just with Dungeons and Dragons rules. How fun is that? I love it very much. I've already, here's the thing is, I've already played through like the mission I needed to complete to complete Act 1, and am now like, I want to restart the game. And do some stuff differently because there's things I did like that I didn't know were consequences of things that I did or didn't do. And it's silly. The biggest consequence that that I fell victim to was there is a uh, there's a part in the game where you're walking around with your party and you hear this singing. And it's like there's singing going on down at the beach. We should go investigate that. And I went, no, I'm in the middle of something else. I'll go investigate the singing. And so I walk around and did other stuff. And I was like, oh, I should go back and investigate the singing on that beach. And I walked back to the beach, and three harpies had killed a small child while I uh, while I chose not to go to the beach. And I was like, "Whoopsies!" And then I looted the body because that's what you do. that is what you do. That's right. It's like I don't have well, any more room in my inventory, but I'm looting anyway, so that's all right. Hell yeah, hell yeah! You loot like crazy in that game. But anyway, how you been? Have you missed musical chairs? You I know, have, it's man. K-fabe, it's kayfabe Tuesday. I have, man, and I, I love how you're talking fourth dimensionally sure. here, talking about stuff that we haven't actually talked about yet, but that's actually going to appear before we actually have this conversation. So it's very back. I to know the we are basking. Ish. We are basking in the glow of the 200th episode of Bandwagon Nerds, which actually hasn't been recorded yet, but will have been recorded by the time everybody listens to this episode of Chair Shot Radio. Or well, it's not chair shot radio anymore. It's just musical chairs. Ishitani, our our executive vice president, declared it dead. I'll say this: if the episode is great, Patrick and I take full responsibility for it. And if not, it's all because of Ray Cash and PC Tunnies. There you go. We're covered. We're, we're, we're covered. Absolutely. Okay. Well, as as we've mentioned and what we talked about here, yeah, I'm sorry, everybody. Welcome into musical chairs here on the Chair Shot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com. Head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to take care of all of your chair shot swag needs. We got great t-shirts out there, all kinds of wonderful deals for you to take a look at. $19.99 for a shirt. Spend a few dollars more. Get it soft style. Your body will thank you. 
your giblets, if you will. I like to say your giblets. I am accompanied by David Ungar. We are going to be doing uh, another episode of Musical Chairs today. No, hockey season is starting to pick up a little bit, Dave. There's been some signings. There's been some some extensions, some stuff going down with contracts. We're going to be getting preseason hockey soon. It's yeah. it's it's getting closer and closer to time. We're going to have to start paying attention I, to teams. Dude, I watched the NHL Network's preview of the Caps, and um, it's pretty bleak, but I'd have to agree with them. I, I'm not even going to bother to watch the preview for the Blues because we know what the preview is. The Blues will stink. They're rebuilding. And this is going to be a very much a rebuilding year for that franchise. In fact, all of the franchise in St. Louis stink right now. The Blues are stinky. The Cardinals are stinky. Everything's stinky, which is why we're going to talk about music today, because that's what we do. Hey, before we do that, I will say you'll like this. I picked the Bears to beat the Packers, man. That's like the first time I've done that in a long time. It'll be the first time in nine tries. Nine times? so we'll see we'll see that game is on nationally on fox so i may i may put it on my laptop so that i can continue to play Baldur's gate 3 on my my playstation but we're not here to talk about any of that we're here to talk about music this week uh i have picked an artist and because of my dad like this one is about my father not about me but is an artist that i that i do appreciate and love Dave, you get to go first this time around after you take the commercial break. Any sort of tease you want to put out there for everybody before we go into the commercial break? I'm very curious. I'm assuming that you dig this band just because of what they stand for. And I I think you do. We've never talked about them, but I'm going on a limb saying this is probably maybe was on Pat's short list because this is in your wheelhouse, man. I would have to say. So we will will see how... um, I don't know about omnipotent. That's not for sure, but we'll see how smart I am about this. But it's it's a yeah, it's a band I've been wanting to t- cover for a while. Excellent. All right. Well, challenge accepted. We're going to go into our first commercial break then, and we're going to see how well Dave knows Patrick with his selection. You are listening to Musical Chairs here on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshop.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshop.com. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to Musical Chairs here on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of thechairshot.com. Patrick O'Dowd, David Ungar here to regale you with our musical acumen this week dave gets to go first you said you had an artist you think is in my wheelhouse it's time to see how well you know patrick o'dowd david ungar the floor is yours so anybody who's listened to bandwagon nerds over the years or this show or, or listened to patrick for any length of time knows that 
you are a politically charged individual on occasion. Certain things will get you fired up. You've even talked on this show about protest songs and, and things that you can appreciate and you like. Well, the band I want to cover, every song that they do is basically a protest song. And I don't think there's a more politically charged band than Rage Against the Machine. So is this in your wheelhouse, Pat? Is this one of your one of the ones you like? I like Rage Against the Machine. It was not on my short list uh, this season to cover. So I uh, I got you. All right. I, I figured I figured, you know, they would because they share a lot of the same ideals that that we do. And, and you know. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like politically, you can't argue against Rage Against the Machine. Like everything that they sing about is is about politics and like politics with me. I'm a decidedly liberal. Right. Right. And they, they are, they are very on the left side of things, but you know, in kind of, I don't know, even handed way they get called, uh, you know, the right calls them hypocrites and that sort of thing. And that, that's fine. We're not here to talk about politics per se, although it's kind of hard to avoid it with this band, but I think either they got inducted or they're going in the hall of fame this year, I believe. Um, has a hall happened? Yet? They are. They are to be inducted into the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Perfect. This year. Perfect. So, so it, it hasn't happened yet. This is a, and and you know it's kind of the theme for me this year. Bands that could have been even bigger had they not uh, had some internal problems. And really, with Rage Against the Machine, it's just one guy who had the internal problem with the rest of the band, Zach De La Rocha. Um, who's the most yep. outspoken of anybody? But but over the years, Zach has seemingly been more interested in his activism than than making music, and that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But uh, you know, the band came out of what I think Southern California in the late '90s or very early, or excuse me, late '80s, very early '90s, and yeah, it was like '92 is their like debut album. Yeah, so. the iconic album, the first album with the uh, with the Burning Monk on the cover, and and right off the bat, when you get a cover like that you realize that you're in for something different. And, you know, like a few weeks ago, I talked about the police and how unique their sound is. Uh, Rage Against the Machine has one of the most unique fusions of sound that there is. You know, it's 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 rock, it's hip hop, it's funk, it's, it's, it's punk, it's all this stuff merged together. And it's always a very politically charged message. Uh, I think, you know, Killing in the Name of is obviously the best known song that they have. It, it, probably the greatest ending of any song or top five of just, you know, that rallies people around. And, and it's ironic. We've been watching stuff. My wife and I were watching this uh, thing on Woodstock 99 and just the train wreck that it was. Um, and it had nothing to do with the music. The musical lineup that they put together was phenomenal. And you can watch Rage's uh, set that's right up there with Corn set as far as just, yeah, you know, maybe they, it, it, you know, <laughs> playing that song in the mood that that crowd was in at that point, not the greatest of strategies but what can you say right. but but you know it's just i think you know you look at that first album and how it just broke down so many barriers and then you know the second album evil empire and, and kind of how that one furthered the cause so to speak and then you got you know uh, the battle of los angeles that came out and, and they're spaced out pretty well and then renegades of funk was all cover albums and then they were they were kind of gone Zach left and they couldn't get along and and the band persists, but with Chris Cornell as the front man and they turned into audio slave, which is another phenomenal band in its own right. But yeah, I, I mean, it's, when I was telling my wife about it. Like I was, you know, when I was in law school, I went to like, they had these college bars and like they played killing the name of at the end of the night and the whole bar just exploded. It was 
one of those songs that just has, you know, music has an energy to it. It's one of the reasons why you and I love it so yep. much. There's a certain energy that certain songs have. That song has, I don't know, man, if you've, I'm sure you've been around it too. If you've ever been in a, in a locale with a lot of people and that song comes on, it flips the switch on the energy levels in a very different way. And can I don't I tell you, Can I tell you the weirdest place where that actually happened to me? Please. Where, where like an energy switched and it was in the most unexpected way. I've told this story before and I don't even know if this is the band we've covered. Uh, if not, it's a, it's a future us band. Stone Temple Pilots. So you've mentioned I, this, but I don't think we've covered them in detail. So, so when I attended a rock festival in Chicago called rock fest and Stone Temple Pilots was one of the four headliners. This was in the late nineties, early two thousands. I can't exactly remember. I'll never forget it. Cause it was the oddest thing of all the bands that were there that, that were finishing out today. So it was Stone Temple Pilots and Kid Rock and Kid Rock during his rock rap phase, not his weird right wing country phase and Metallica. And Metallica was the last headline because Metallica at the time in the 90s, late 90s, still one of the biggest bands in the land. Like just they were period end of discussion. We covered them on the show. But Stone Temple Pilots, like the crowd was having a great time and they were and they were doing their thing. The biggest flip switch I've ever seen out of out of an audience came when Stone Temple Pilots hit, hit the stage, hit the hit the stage. And I was legitimately in fear for my safety as the crowd got so lost in the throws uh, of Scott Weiland being really high in a surprise. No, always yeah, really Scott high. really high. No, he was really high. Um, but he, you know, he hit his set and he did his thing. Um, same sort of vibe. Anyway, continue. Yeah, no. And, and that, that's, that's, you know, exactly what I was going for. There's, there are certain bands, not so much bands, but certain songs that do this energy sort of shift. And that's the one, you know, I, I think as far as, iconic songs and, and no it's not going to be my deep cut because it's not deep and although i put message in a bottle on last time this one is like okay i can get other stuff from rage that we need to talk about but yeah i think you know they're another band that you wonder had they stuck together and 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 not gone on these long decade long hiatuses and, and and that's not to take anything away from audio slave because it's it's great music but you wonder you know had zach got not been so um wanting to chase down his political idealism or whatever he was wanting to do if they'd stuck together and, and just been able to put out a few more records you know what would have happened and now i think they are, have been doing a world tour that was supposed to happen in 2020 covid said i don't think so but they've been out there doing stuff for 2022 and you wonder you know with this election year coming up i imagine they're going to be very active because they usually are active during these ele election years, like they were very involved in like the, the DNC when Obama got, you know, elected. Um, they were very active in, in the in the uh, 2000 election, the Gore W thing the first time around. So anytime there's a political, you know, powder keg waiting to be lit, these guys are there. And I don't, you know, obviously that's not a coincidence. So, yeah, they're just it, it, you could talk about them, but, you know, it's just it, they're just very influential as far as, you know, what they stand for. And, and I've always loved their music. I, and, and I love their music because of the energy involved with it. And just, you know, it's, it's very different. Nobody sounds like Tom Morello. I mean, his guitaring is the most unique sort of thing. And, 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 you know, it, it's, it's comparable to stuff like Hendrix or Van Halen because no one does that. It, it just, no one can emulate that sound that he does. And he makes the guitar sound in ways that you're like, huh? 
what is that going on? And um, I always thought, and you know, he did it with Audio Slave as well. He's one of the, I think he's probably underrated as a guitarist, you know, because he just, he, you know, he doesn't he doesn't stand out like the others, but his his music mus, musicianship and the way he crafts songs and makes the guitar do things, his knowledge of effects, his knowledge of pedals and how to do things is really phenomenal. So. Yeah, that's that's my pick this week was Rage Against the Machine. They're a band I've wanted to cover for a while. You know, I wanted to do my research on them. And I'm like, yeah, what happened to these guys? And it's another band that just couldn't get out of their own way in some places. Yeah, and yet they're still reuniting and still making music. Like, if you look, they're still getting back together and doing stuff. So not quite dead yet. Maybe just didn't quite soar to the heights that we we hoped or thought they could have. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, I think it's... One of the things I think is really interesting about people and, and artists, and this is what I think is tough for fandom, right? Like we as fans, like we love X, Y, and Z band, and we want that band to go on forever. But those artists within the band are humans too. And those humans, you know, have their own passions and have their own pursuits. And it can be hard for fans to reconcile. Like we we talked about the police, right? And we talked about the police. We talked about Genesis. And both of those bands had examples of dudes who just wanted to go in other directions and do their own things and pursue, you know, maybe not their political passion, but pursue even just different music or how they perform, which is why you then end up with Sting and Peter Gabriel going on to do their own thing and be very successful at it. You know, both of those artists were big time artists outside of it. Like, you know, I won't speak to Sting. I'm not as big a fan of Sting, but Peter Gabriel, you know, you had the So album, and you had tunes like Sledgehammer and In Your Eyes and just, just this huge album that was massive. And you, it's hard to fault that, even if you're a fan of the band and you wish there'd been more for it. So not every band has that opportunity or autonomy to have guys go and do their own thing, be successful at their own thing, and then come back to the band. You know, like, like Queen, for example. Just saying, like, all three of the core players of Queen did their own solo shit outside of Queen and then continued to make Queen, you know, as big a rock band as they could. So, right. I mean, you know, it, it's, you know, what are you gonna do? Freddie died. You know, had he not died, we wouldn't be having right. that conversation. Right. So, well, but, but, um, anyway, more powerful political band, Rage Against the Machine or U2? Oh, Rage. I, I think, you know, and I, I mean, and I, you think so? I, you don't think Bono and Edge? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, U2's got songs that aren't, <laughs> that that have nothing to do with politics or something. And, and Rage, you're hard, you're hard pressed to find a song that doesn't have some underlying, me- you know, and, and my favorite band of all time is very politically charged. Green Day is, is no slouches as far oh, yeah, as the yeah. political Absolutely. message is concerned. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, with Rage, it's, it's just... Because they cover such a wide gamut of of social issues that they're just pit like they've been out there doing stuff ever since Roe v. Wade got overturned, at least partially overturned. Um, they've been out there doing songs and and doing things in in response to that. So yeah, I I give Rage the edge. I think as far as politically motivated bands, they're number one in my book. I just but anyway, I mean it's one A and one B sort of thing. There you go. So for my, I got you. All right. My deep cut, I don't know about deep cuts, but uh, one song, you know, Killing in the Name of, of course, is the most well-recognized song, I think, without question, on the debut album. But the song that I really, really like on the debut album, like my second favorite is uh, Take the Power Back. Um, that's going to be, you know, I, I love the 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 
bass line for that and the guitar track that comes in following the bass is just you know it's that it's that energy switch type of song you just and it's layered within one song the other one i want to do is off of uh, evil empire and it's called vietnam which is just a uh <laughs> yeah zach just going off on everything media related and it's not a not so much about vietnam but it's more like i think it you know and you subject to interpretation of course i think it's about the influence of media and how it's comparable to how the media tried to swing things in the support of the vietnam war and how that kind of translates into whenever evil empire came out in what 95 96 something like that so you know, you could see what was going on back then. But those are the two I wanted to focus in on. There's many, many, many songs that they have. But Take the Power Back and Vietnam Vietnam, are my deep cuts. for Masters of fusion, funk, rock, whatever. <laughs> whatever you want to call them, Rage Against the Machine. Very good, very good. Um, very exciting to get a little political today. Excellent choice, Dave. As usual, we are going to go into our second commercial break. When we come back... I am dedicating my choice this week to an artist that my father loves. You'll hear all that more when we return here on Musical Chairs, part of the ChairShot Radio Network here on thechairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to Musical Chairs. Patrick O'Dowd, David Ongar here on the ChairShot Radio Network, part of the ChairShot.com, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the ChairShot for all of your ChairShot swag needs. We greatly appreciate your investment in us. It helps us keep giving you this content every single day of the week. Dave, I kind of went low-hanging I don't know if I'd call it low-hanging, but I couldn't not pick the artist I am choosing for today. And I'll, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you why. It's Jimmy Buffett. So everybody knows we lost. We lost Jimmy Buffett on September 1st, and that also happens to be my father's birthday. And my father also happens to be a huge parrot head. And so I I love Jimmy Buffett. I love Jimmy Buffett as an artist. I think, you know, obviously, like, there were all kinds of tributes and things that went out to him. And, you know, people talking about raisin margaritas and cheeseburgers in honor of this guy. And it's really interesting to me, like, kind of what people's legacy of him him is. Because, he, you know, he had a musical career that really spanned 40-plus years. You know, he started make, putting out albums, you know, music in the early 70s and, and was – part of the music scene really and, and toured relentlessly until right up until he passed. But um, what I think is really fascinating, interesting about him and like so many other artists that we talk about is, you know, a lot of what people know someone for isn't necessarily what I would argue they are great. For. And, and Jimmy Buffett is, is really widely regarded as this like, Hey, look at these great Island sounding slash country sounding songs that are about partying and having drinks and, and enjoying the good life, you know, cheeseburger in paradise. People love Margaritaville. We love like raise our margaritas. It's five o'clock somewhere. Let's go get drunk with Toby Keith and, and, and Jimmy Butler or whoever it was. I don't know who it was. He sang with, he sang that song with, I, I think I may have that wrong. In fact, I know I have that wrong. Um, and all of that is of course accurate in sort of some of the, in the, in the sense that he does have a lot of music that celebrates this sort of lifestyle on the Florida Keys. You know, he, 
What's interesting, though, is that he started his career and largely a lot of his music. I'm not a country music guy, but there's a reason he does so much, so many duets with famous country musicians. <laughs> like he tried to start his career in Nashville um, and it just didn't work out. It just didn't work out. And he eventually would move to Key West, Florida. And his life is fascinating, by the way. So like he he goes he goes to try and make his way in music in Nashville. And he's like doing street performances for tourists in, in on Bourbon Street before going to Nashville to try and get his career going. He he's he's doing he's writing reports. He like he he's notably the first person to report that the bluegrass duo Flatten Scruggs disbanded. Uh, you know, but he he releases a he releases his country album. It's a full crock sort of thing. It only sells 230, 324 copies. But he eventually makes his way down to Key West, where he is beating writers like Thomas McGlain, Jim Harrison, Tom Cochran, and Truman Capote. Truman Capote, like these are the this is the company this guy is keeping in in Florida. And he would then start to find a different sort of sound. He would find that Calypso sort of sound that people would initially know him and make him famous for. And he, like, I don't know. I sing, like, some of the songs that, that he put out during that time, I just, like, Why Don't We Get Drunk is one of my favorite tunes to sing at karaoke to my buddy Ryan, who's a DJ, and, like, serenade him with it because he's very, he gets very, uh, queasy with the homo vibes like you give him a little like homosexual vibe and he's like ah he's just he's not he's not there as a friend um but you know he it's down there that he he forms the coral reefer band in 1975 and he starts you know he starts opening for the eagles and you know people know him for margaritaville and that's a song that's damn near eight years into his career and and it just it's it's crazy to me and here's the other reason why i love jimmy buffett is Jimmy Buffett is another artist who has songs that sound happy, but the lyrics are kind of sad. And Margaritaville is one of my favorite examples of that. Because Margaritaville is all about like shitty tourists and, and making terrible mistakes. We, and when you listen to, when you really look at the lyrics, like it's about a dude who's having shit go wrong with his day. And he goes back and he drinks margaritas to like forget about it. That's not a healthy thing <laughs> at all. But I but like that's the idea, what, but that's me. But but again, it's not. But it's not healthy, Dave. Like as a, as a healthy fifty-something-year-old right. right. adult, you know that that's that's you know you're singing to forget. And I really believe that Jimmy Buffett was at his best singing. Like he has some beautiful. Like I love his early '70s stuff. I'm not a country music guy. I'm not a big country music. Like his later career is something he put out that people love. Like I appreciate it and I enjoy it. But for my money, his early '70s, the first half of the '70s, when he was first putting out music and he discovered that island sound and he was singing just beautiful, like just almost ballads. Not not just almost. He's singing ballads and, and beautiful things about living on the ocean and living on the beach and the hardships in life that some of the people that he encountered. Because the two songs I'm going to talk about after I let you comment on him a little bit are both based on real people. And lives that he met, very much like Metallica's one song, which is based on a real person. Um, Jimmy Buffett was very much somebody who loved meeting folks and writing songs about them. So Jimmy Buffett's my choice, and I, I just couldn't, I could not pick one of my dad's favorite artists. I, I think one of the one of the one things I wish I could have given him because my dad never saw him live was the opportunity to see Jimmy Buffett perform because he never got to see it, and I would have loved to have given that to him. Ah, uh, yeah, I uh, 
it's a good choice, man. I, I know we we kind of talked about him on Bandwagon Nerds last week at the end of the show, kind of paid our respects to him. Um, he's another guy, like, he, his sound is, like, you talk about the Calypso sound, and, and yeah, he's equated to country music, but he doesn't sound like your typical country artist, which is probably why I like him. You know, there's none of that. You don't get that really twangy sort of thing going on with Jimmy's music. It does have that that loose, light kind of island sound to it. It's it's a very it's a very unique sound. And I've I mean, like the song I put at the end of uh, the episode last week, "Come Monday," that's one of my favorite songs by him. So um, yeah, that's a great. But song. also, like again, you listen to the lyrics of the song. It's he wrote that for his um, his uh, second wife. Yeah, oddly enough. Yeah, he wrote, he wrote that for a second. Yeah, you're, you're right, and in the song, it's not you know, it's not the most particularly uplifting song that there is, but um, you know, it was it was kind of appropriate. It's, for, it's a little hopeful, but yeah, it is, and it was it was kind of appropriate for the topic of conversation last week, and and of oh, course, yeah. Bandwagon Nerds comes out on Monday, so go figure. But um, yeah, it's uh, I I like the choice, man. He's he's he, of course he's not one of my absolute favorites, but as far as like people who dabble in the country side of things. I don't, I'm like you, Pat. I don't like a lot of country music. Some of it, like, you know, for some reason I've always liked Alabama, you know, and, and a lot of the other country acts I don't dig, but, um, you know, I think, yeah, it's a great choice. He would have been, he would have been fun to see in concert. And I know he's been here in Bakersfield a few times because Bakersfield is the country music capital of the West. Um, so Absolutely, and uh, I know he was here a few times. Never got to see him, but yeah, it's it's a good choice. I I like his music a lot, you know. I and, and as far as that leading leaning into that genre, yeah, he's got to be in my top five as far as country esque sort of um, acts. So yeah, and a couple of other great tunes that that I, I think don't don't get as much love as they should. That I just a son of a son of a sailor yep. is a, is a, again. It's just as beautiful, and that song's kind of hopeful like when you listen to it it's it's a great song because he got he got into i get really fascinated with like the life of smugglers around key west uh by the way another author that he encountered is like he subletted his apartment in key west for a time to hunter s thompson like it blows my mind the human beings that jimmy buffett was around down in florida uh, but my two choices, uh, two of my absolute favorites, they're both considered hits. You can find them very easily on the Songs You Know By Heart Greatest Hits album. Uh, though I will I will do the uh, the other um, the other songs. Uh, but the first is uh, A Pirate Looks at 40, which is on the uh, A1A album. It was a it was a B-side um, that got released on a on a uh, single. And it's a song about a guy named Philip Clark who was a was a drug smuggler and it's the the way it's described on wikipedia and i think this is very apropos which is why i'm i'm using it it's about a it's a bittersweet confession of a modern day washed up drug smuggler as he looks back on the 40 years of his life that he's lived so far and how his his job his his vocation as a pirate you know he's born 200 years too late that's one of the lines in the songs. He talks about being 200 years too late, and now there's, you know, there's nothing, nothing to plunder. Um, he's a he's an old, over 40 victim of fate. Like it's just, it's it's beautiful. It's sad. Uh, there's this harmonica that's just playing through throughout. It's just awesome. Love it. It's very moving. Um, and the other one uh, comes off of his 1973 album, a white court. A white sport coat and a pink crustacean is the fourth and final single from the film. It never placed on the charts, but it 
in my opinion, I even talked about it when we talked about it in the bandwagon earth thread. It's uh, it's uh, um, sorry, he went to Paris, which is uh, again, it's about a real person, uh, a guy who's a musician by the name of Eddie Balchowski, who was a veteran, a one armed veteran of the Spanish Civil War. He met him while playing in Chicago, and it tells the story of this this man who went to Paris, was married. Uh, his family fell victim. Like he had a he had a child. His his wife and his child died in that war, uh, and he was kind of broken and went down to the islands to uh, to just live his life. And it's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. Even talking about it right now is emotionally impacting me. It, it gives me chills, and it's so different from what people know about Jimmy Buffett. And so those are my two choices. Uh, this week, a pirate looks at 40 and he went to Paris. There's a, and this won't appear on the episode, but there is a song on that uh, songs, you know, by heart by him that I really like called fins. I don't know if you like, Oh, that. fins to the left, fins to the right. Yeah. I, she's I, the only bait in town, man. <laughs> that's that's when, another tourism. That's another tourist song. Yeah. That's another song about tourists being lost amongst predators. That's right. And it's apropos even today, really. But you listen to that song, Dave. I'm sorry, I totally cut you off because no. I got I got excited. Um, but you listen to that song, and it's it's a beaten poppy. You know, like she came down from Cincinnati. It's like, oh, look how fun it is. And then you really listen to the words. You're like, yikes. Anyway, yeah. no, that that's cool. I just I just I, when you mentioned that, because uh, I've got that 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 um whatever it is that album on on uh on iTunes that sort of thing. So yeah, that's like, oh, yeah, that song I really like as well. And I'm like looking at the song list. Yeah, yeah, that one that one too. So yeah, just lots of hits and like you're saying, the the songs sound different than what the meaning is. So, you know, right. whereas whereas with Rage it's like the song sounds exactly like what you think you're getting. So, there you go. It is what we thought it was. And we let him off the hook. We let him on the hook. We kept him on the hook. So, all right, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Musical Chairs. Great selections, as always, Dave, because you and I, we pick good music. Before we get out of here, let's do a quick once around, which is just, you know, the two of us. Uh, tell everybody where to find you on the Chairshot Radio Network and on the socials. Well, on uh, on whatever the hell we're calling this Twitter X platform, which I do like Twix as a good name for the platform. It's, uh, you can find me at that at Attitude Ag, that is at Attitude A-G-G, Facebook.com forward slash Attitude of a Great. Cool. And you can follow me on the X Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can also find me on the threads at the same handle. Because why not? Nobody's on threads, but I'm on threads. So follow I, me there. I'm there well. too. I forgot about that. You yeah. are. Yeah. I post like once. I follow I follow like George Takei. Like that's it. I'm Star Trek fame. <laughs> I gotta start remembering that. It's like, yeah, there is stuff. He's out a there. good follow, by the way. He's a really good follow. He's, you know, you want to talk about an activist. He is. He is amazing. He's wonderful. We're gonna lose a treasure when he passes away. He's just. He's awesome. Anyway, uh, be sure to catch me on the Chair Shot Radio Network now that I'm kind of back out of my summer hibernation. I am back until the 24th when I have a bowling tournament. So sorry, Dave. Two weeks. That's all right. Deuces. I got a, I got a bowl for them, but I got a bowl for them dollars, bro. It has to happen. I need to go to that Reno Open from Kingpin. You know they got that potato bar. So well, there's there there is the USBC's National Open National Tournament that I my bowling contemporaries have tried to get me to join. Anyway, you can catch me on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Monday, talking nerdy stuff with Dave and a whole host of others. Please go back and listen to Bandwagon Nerds 200 if you haven't already. If you have already. 
listen to it again because there was some great shit in there because there's always great shit on bandwagon nerds tuesdays i'm talking music or i'm talking hockey with my good buddy david ungar over here and occasionally he tries to talk me into going to california and doing a disneyland trip with him just got to be here to catch it and on wednesdays i'm talking wrestling wrestling and lists with Greg DeMarco on the Greg DeMarco show. Thank you everyone for listening to this week's edition of chair shot radio musical chairs. We will catch you next week. This has been Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar wishing you a happy week. Catch those tunes. Thank you everyone. Good night.
doing Played the piano and married an actress named Kim They had a fine life She was a good wife and bore him a young son named Jim And all of the answers and all of the questions Locked in his attic one day Like the quiet, clean country living And twenty more years slipped away Well, the war took his baby Bombs killed his lady and left him with only one eye. His body was battered. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.